0: Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Hello. Am I on? Can you hear me? Hello. I'm not going to go boop, boop, boop. On there which cause that's not good for the mic, but hello? Good. Okay, so the small <laughs> oh, there I am. So um, this morning The Scotsman's arrived. The Scotsman's arrived. I've got a box. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is gonna open up. I've got props. Chad's got peas. I have props. <laughs> we have a yeah. <laughs> We have a, a present. We have a rock. I know it's like a pebble, but I couldn't find a rock big enough, so the, this morning that's a rock. And this is heart medication. <laughs> Just put that there. Just pop that down there like that. So if you don't know me, my name's Mao, and we've had an intro. on the Family Life Pastor, and I love you. <laughs> that, is, that is a default... And so this morning I'm here to, to preach the Word of God to you that I believe is important for you today. None of you are here because of accident. You're here because the Lord wants you here. Okay. Proverbs 4.20 to 23. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And what I like to do is I like to just give a little bit of background. What's the heart? I mean, there's so many different descriptions of what the heart is. It's the rudder. If you were talking in nautical terms or ship terms, it's the rudder which steers us in the direction that we as a person are going. Um, It can be the conscience. And I went, well, what's the difference between the heart and the conscience? And that's a whole other preach, but... Um, I delved into a, the Evangelical Dictionary of Theology. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And a fellow by the name of A.M. Rewinkle, not to be confused with Bullwinkle, but I'm sure he's a very, very learned man. Um, and he says the conscience has three ways in which it acts. Now, He's using quite big terms here, so I'll sort of paraphrase the way through. There's the obligatory. It urges a person to do that which they regard as right and restrains them from doing that which they regard as wrong. That's the obligatory. There's the judicial. The conscience passes judgment upon one's decisions and one's acts. The executive, the conscience, executes its judgment in the heart of a person. It condemns their actions when in conflict with what they believe are their convictions by causing an inward disquietitude. I'm going to use that word somewhere else. Disquietitude. (laughs) Distress, shame, or remorse. Or it commands, says, good work. When a person acts in conformity to their convictions or acts in a way that is in line with what they believe. The heart is like a rudder on a ship. It's the part of us that can be mightily used by the Lord to get us where we need to go in His will or it's that same part that can shut him out and make it very very difficult for him or anyone else for that matter to get in and be of help so it's extremely important that we keep our hearts in the lord's hands that we open our hearts that they are soft and pliable now, the Bible talks about the heart a lot. Um, I did a Google search as we, <laughs> we all do. I was going to go through every page and go, ah, oh, there's a thing. And of course, each translation has a different word for heart. But we'll use the King James this morning, and that's 725 times the word heart is used. So it's um, quite on God's heart for our hearts to be a, an important thing for us to consider. So let's look at the Old Testament first. Just one scripture from there. And that is uh, Old Testament. So it's under the law. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And then it goes on to say that the Lord's looking at people and he's going to judge you on the good stuff you do and on the bad stuff you do. Now that's Old Testament law. Now as us as Christians... Redeemed people that Jesus has died for on the cross. And if you don't know him this morning, there's an invitation to meet him again at the end. But Hebrews 22:10-22 says, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled, washed, completely drowned with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Yes, we have free standing with God, we are righteous in his sight as believers, so we have a lot going for us to get a healthy heart happening. There's three H's, healthy heart happening and the Lord is with us every step of the way. Now, I'm not going to be long this morning. In fact, I'll probably stay the same height for the whole preach. Boom, boom. There you go, Dan. That's for you. That's for you. (laughs) So this morning, I'm going to make three short points. And I was going to do a piece of wood with three nails sticking up. And I just went, no, that's just going overboard. I already did. a Silly joke. So, but we have, um, as I said, three props. We have a present. We, and this is God's present, okay? God's. God's present. It's a rock, which is the rock of offense. The rock of offense. And this little fella has to do with the heart. So, three points. First point is the fear of loss or missing out. So sometimes we fear that God won't come through for us in the way we want him to come through for us. And Rachel talked last week about not stressing over material stuff and that God will provide. And of course, he does. He is the great provider. The thing is, sometimes we think that God doesn't get it. It's like that ad where, you know, that guy comes in sort of like, you know, those guys, other guys, they just don't know anything about you, but we get you. Yeah. Remember that one? You go, <laughs> every time it comes on, because you go, well, you don't, you don't know me, but, but God knows you, and he gets you. Okay? He knows what just makes you go, yeah. He knows that <laughs> above everything else. Now, the advertising world. It feeds on our fear of missing out. Therefore, we tend to end up with second best. Because what's being presented to us here and now will never, ever be any better. And we have to make a decision here and now or we will miss out. Now, this brings up feelings of jealousy. They've got it. I don't have it. It brings up feelings of greed. And it brings feelings of distrust. Distrust in God. And it doesn't do our hearts any good? We're talking about keeping our hearts open and pliable and soft. Now, my lovely boy, Brody. It's funny as adults, we see our kids doing stuff and we go, "I remember when I did that." And but we, we have to be adults and parents, you know. We, we have to um, lay down the what is good and right and all that kind of stuff. So, Brody was getting up to mischief before Christmas by trying to find his Christmas presents <laughs> and have a sneak peek. Now, he would always give himself away because he'd leave the chair there where you get up and go. <laughs> or, or he'd start going, oh, you know, it would be so good if I got Nintendo Switch game Mario 2, which he knows very much that Mario Switch game 2 is sitting up or it's three now, or whatever it is. But anyway, he, he gave himself away. Now, as Rob was prompting me then, there is nothing wrong with expectancy. God loves us to be expectant and getting excited about what he has for us and for the things that he's promised. And he wants us to cooperate so that he can help us get the job done that we need to. The problem was that Brody was trying to make Christmas happen before it was supposed to. Yeah. He wanted all the feelings now, and he didn't want to wait. We told him, look, if you, pers- if you persist, my little man, you are going to miss out, and you're going to spoil the surprise. Now, bless you. Now, God loves giving us good gifts. He loves that. And he has countless for us. But there is a season for everything. And just a little side point, uh, the Lord isn't Father Christmas, okay? He gives good stuff, and that's all good, so we've got rid of that one. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> But Lamentations 3 says there's a season for everything. I haven't got that one up, Peter, but that's okay. Um, season for this, season for that, season for doing this, season for doing that. There's a, there's a time and a place for everything. Isaiah 40 verse 31, and this is the key. It's the key to keeping our hearts open and going, Lord, I, I want what you have. I want what you have. I don't want what I manufacture. I want what you have those who trust in the Lord will find strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. God will give us strength to wait for the things that are good and the things that are best for us and the things that we will truly delight in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you the path to take. Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Over the years, he just pummeled that into me. Please, please, Mao, put me first. And you will see all these wonderful things happen. And if you know my wife, Moni, you will know that that's what I did. And I waited for the best. Because she is the best. She's not here this morning, but she'll hear this. So you're the best, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was the present. Wait for God's presence. Presence. I'm a visual person. If I remember a picture, then I go, yeah, presence. That's right. That's what he was talking about. The rock, the rock of offence. Steve Martin, in a movie called Parenting, made a statement, I come from a long line of (laughs) overreactors. Now, unfortunately, I um, relate to that a lot more than I would like to uh, admit, but that has been a challenge in in my life. And God's got a real good hold of me, so I don't overreact too much. But the enemy knows which buttons to push. I've preached and Marty's preached once about pushing buttons. And so he knows sometimes which buttons to push. That we can get our hackles and our danders. <laughs> I didn't look up what a hackle or a dander means, so if it's something inappropriate, I'm sorry. But, um, but, the, um, but get, the enemy will come and try and trip us up with the silliest, most stupidest things. Now I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here, but it's so important to know that thoughts and concepts are not our own. We get presented with stuff daily. We only own them when we own them. When we go, yes, I'm taking that, thanks very much, I'm going to meditate and let that massage into me. And that's where we again have to guard our hearts. Now, part of our role as leaders, servants in this church is that we help grow you. That's part of our joy and our passion to see you just be um, released into the things that, that God has for you. And so we look for opportunities to do those, those things. And that is... Part of our leadership, we—that's what we do. We love that, and we we, we um, do that as much as we can. But we were at a conference recently, and um, there was a a pre-pastors meeting. Like the pastors went into another part of the church. It was a big gathering, and the the people were in the congregation. And they were just having their usual thing, and that was great. Um, and we were, uh, we just invited one of our couples to go and just experience what that's like, just to be in there, just to be in the pastor's thing. And that's great. That's, that's terrific. And I knew that, and my heart was all good with that. But the thing I didn't count on was goodie bags. You go, goodie bags. Yeah, well, when the, pre, when the pastors went into this room, they got goodie bags. And so these guys would all come out of the meeting. They had goodie bags. And they had special seats. And so I'm there, and I'm, you know, talking to the people and being with the people, which is where I wanted to be. And I saw the goodie bags. And the enemy went... <laughs> and went, now, they got goodie bags. They've got goodie bags. And see, see that couple? They haven't been at church as long as you have. They don't do as much as you. They don't have to deal with everything. And they got goodie bags. And they got special seats. And so I had here for about five to ten seconds. I'm sorry, it was more like 30. 30 yeah. And hey, I've, I've had countless amount of goodie bags so that's not the issue but the enemy thought I'm, I know Malcolm likes goodie bags so I'm going to try and press some buttons and so I could have got all bent and out of shape I could have got highly offended if I'd taken the bait and how often are those kind of stupid scenarios thrown at us there's a Beatles song that goes Life is too short for fussing and fighting, my friends. Five, five, don't make me say it again. Fussing and fighting. Thank you. And so in those few seconds, um, and as I said, I had five to ten seconds there. It was more like 30 seconds. I have to be honest about that. But I went, oh, that is stupid. That is that's ridiculous. And the Lord always just comes with something and says, yeah, Ma, was wasn't that ridiculous? Wasn't that thought ridiculous? You know, my boy, you are exactly where I want you to be. And it just filled me with, oh, no, Lord, thank you, thank you. Because God just, he goes, well, no, I'll just wait and see what he, how he reacts to that. He did great. Come here, give me a hug. And that's what he did. 1 Peter 2.9, sorry says, but you are not like that. You don't get offended by all sorts of silly things. That's the ideal. That's where we want to work to. You're not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Priests. Keep your hearts open. When the enemy comes and says, nah, 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 you just go, yeah, that's just, nah, 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 nah. that's not truth. The truth is I'm a royal, part of a royal priesthood and I'm God's chosen. Okay, that was the rock of offence. Let's take a quick sip. Now this one's a bit more sombre. It's the fear of pain. Who here likes pain? (laughs) Looking, looking, looking. Nobody likes pain. I don't like pain. But in this life, pain is necessary, it's inevitable, it affects every living human being. And our hearts need to be able to deal with pain. Pain is hard. Pain is tough. Sometimes you just feel like going, I cannot do this. But the Lord just goes, with me you can. You can do this. Now sometimes we need to cocoon our hearts. Because of being hurt, we've had a trauma in our lives. And that's, of course, all, all natural. And we, we need to go through a process that God can bring us into healing and, and restoration. But it can never become our lifestyle. We can't just go from one thing to the other, shutting yourself off and being, keep letting your heart get hard. Your heart needs to stay soft and open. Because in that process, the Lord can bring healing and he can bring restoration. Now, a decade ago, I had a triple bypass, and that saved my life at the time. And part of the ongoing preventions for me was to take medication daily, hence the heart tablets here. Now, one of those pills, this one, is called a beta blocker. And what it does is it prevents my heart from over-exerting itself. In other words, it limits my heart rate. So, when I do CrossFit, or any type of other exercise, I'm limited to the amount of fitness I can attain and I tire easily. It stops the ability of my heart to grow. I want my heart to grow. So, in some cases, obviously, and for the makers of this medication, um, it's necessary. And for some people, they need the heart. That's, you know, and I have absolutely no problems with it when it's for um, people and it's a necessity for them. But I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a necessity for me. And I've been, on these, I've been on these things for about 10 years. And so I went and had some tests done and it looks like my heart is pumping beautifully and I don't need to be on these things. So yeah. praise God. Yeah. Emoni says, make sure you tell the church that because that is a price point and a testimony. God loves testimony. Whatever situation you find yourself in, do the best to keep your heart open. When you are in the deepest deepest parts of pain, and I've been there, so I know what I'm talking about. When you think your world is going to explode, it doesn't seem anywhere out, any way out, know that God always has a way out. You go through the processes you need to, but you allow the Lord to heal you. You go through the processes you need to, but you allow the Lord to heal you. I guarantee you will hurt again. It's just inevitable. But his healing is always there. It's always there. And if we keep our hearts open, we go, This is tough, Lord. I just need you to come do what you can do, do what only you can do. And my dear friends, we will find treasures that we never knew existed. Stuff that you can just take with you the rest of your life. Stuff that you can speak into people's hearts when they are going through a tough time. And God reminded me of a time um, in 2 Samuel where David, um, he Done the wrong thing. He um, just succumbed to some temptations, Bathsheba, etc., and a baby was born. And he was presented with a a situation where God said, "Look, um, your baby's going to die. There's just it's unfortunately because you've done this silly thing. That's the consequences of that." And that was Old Testament, okay? We, God doesn't kill babies, all right? It's just that's the situation as it was at the time. And David was presented with such fear, such pain, such anguish, and he just lay on the floor for, for seven days, just didn't eat anything, didn't change his clothes, didn't wash, didn't do anything. He was, he was in a real, real state. And we've, some of us have been there you know, you just go, oh, I just can't, can't deal with anything. Um, but then it got to the point, and um, I think it was Nathan, the, the prophet came along and just said, um, tell the king the, the baby's died, the baby's gone. And so David heard the news, took a deep breath, got up, gave himself a wash, said, I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep moving. And that's what God asks us to do. Just keep moving. Keep going. Go. This, this is shocking stuff. But Lord, just, my heart's open. Just continue to heal me. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our present troubles, in comparison, are small and won't last very long. I've lost a baby, so I know what that feels like. But in comparison to eternity, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep, deep, deep into your heart. For they will bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Let's just close our eyes. Lord, Father, we thank you that your heart is for us and never against us. That, Lord, that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. You stand with us in every situation. Fear not, for I am with you. That, Lord, that you have amazing, wonderful surprises for us. That you want us to wait for and to enjoy the wonderful gift that you have for us. That, Lord, that when we are presented with something that is a founded, problem, a founded offence or one that is a perceived offence, that Lord, that we can bounce that off and just say that's rubbish for I know who I am in the Lord that when we are presented with pain, that Lord that we run to you that we run to you that we, that you embrace us that Lord, that our hearts are open that our hearts are soft, and that our hearts are pliable. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at BaysideChurch.org.au, and of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.